In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, is everyone this Sunday morning? It's a pleasure to be home, to get back from uh, traveling a couple weeks away. And uh, why? Uh, my goodness, how things have changed while we have been away. We got back, uh, my family, Ashley, and the boys last Monday night uh, from being out in the mountains of Wyoming for a time. And we heard there was a great week of vacation Bible school that we missed. And then as well, we have welcomed a new staff member in Bethany arriving to be our new youth pastor. So we've come home and we've been hearing how great things have been while we have been away. Way. And as uh, Bethany, and, Bethany and I got to catch up a little bit and really start getting to know each other this week as she has been in the office and we have returned, it just has my mind on youth ministry and looking back to the 18 years that that was a part of my life. And one of those stories I thought that actually would set us up well for what Paul tells us in Ephesians today happened uh, to me several years ago. Uh, speaking of youth ministry, I had an assistant named Kim. And one of our favorite ways to teach were using object lessons. Do you know what object lessons are? You either take a, some kind of an object or a game, and then there is a great teaching moment or truth that comes from whatever you're using. And so we came up, actually, when we had Ephesians 4 in a Bible study, this was the object lesson and game we came up with to introduce it. To a group of students. We, before they arrived, we set up a great big table that was going to be a dessert smorgasbord. And we had everything, 10 flavors of ice cream, all the fixings you could want, whipped cream and sprinkles and Hershey's chocolate and just everything ready for ice cream, freshly baked brownies and cookies, apple pie, you name it, there was probably the dessert on that table. And we wanted, as the kids would arrive, they would see that table. And they would think, oh my goodness, look at that tasty treat that is waiting on me. And we would tell them, don't touch it. That is going to serve here in about 15 minutes once we have all arrived. And when, all, when that 15 minutes had passed and everybody that was coming that night showed up, we gave them some instruction. We circled the chairs around the dessert table. And we told them, in a minute, we're going to release you and say, dig in. But what we want you to do is practice. Practice taking, serving your neighbor, the person next to you, before you serve yourself. And that was the only instruction we gave. And those were high school kids at that time. And they said, no problem. We got this. And then we just made it, we, we did this on purpose, kind of bait and switch a little bit. We told them, on your mark, get set. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're going to make this just a little more challenging for you. So what we did is we took string and we tied all of their wrists together. And then we gave them the same instruction, serve your neighbor before you serve yourself, but here we go. And we said, on your mark, get set, dig in. And then they, of course, as fast as they could, attacked it. And 
in the first two minutes, they actually were sticking to the instructions. And actually, you could see, well, if you move your hand and maybe if I move mine, we can do this. But all of a sudden, you began to see the chaos. The arguments began. And the perfect circle became somewhat of an amoeba. And some kids were getting to the dessert table while others were blocked out. And you could hear the the arguments begin to grow. Well, I'm going to have cookies instead of I can't get to the ice cream. Or if you just backed up for a moment and let me get what I want, then you could get what you want. And, and it, you even we had some big basketball players at that time, and they were throwing elbows by the end and blocking out like rebound. What started as a well-intentioned everybody can have some, it turned into frustration. Being tied together, and then can you imagine as the pushing and shoving and arguments were happening, trying to get to the table, everybody was covered in a little bit of mess <laughs> as food and elbows and all of that stuff was flying. And that's what I want us to consider, not just a story which makes us giggle a little bit, but life in the church can be just like this object lesson. Being tied together can sometimes be a frustrating thing. And it can be messy business. This is what we hear Paul tackling in the portion of Ephesians 4. In the letter he writes to the Ephesians, he is dealing with how we divide, especially those in the church. That is who he is writing to in context, the believers uh, in Ephesus. Prior to this, just to set us up contextually, at the first three chapters, Paul has really driven home who they are, that group of believers in Ephesus in Christ. He says a number of things that you are, because you are in Christ, you are this. Because of that you are in Christ, you are granted this. That's the tone for the first three chapters. And beginning in verse or chapter 4, which we have today, the first 16 verses of that, you begin to see the switch. In, uh, Paul is writing to them and says, In Christ, in Christ, we have the gospel. And we have grace. And because of that, he begins in chapter 4 to say what the Christian life should look like. And he's setting up Christ crucified and what that means to all of us. And in light of that, what like life should look like. And he goes on to tell us in the text we have today that we are all the body of Christ. We are knit together and everyone is important to the whole. And he, he was dealing with, I mentioned earlier, great division. In every letter he ever wrote, he had to tackle people knowing this message of Christ crucified, and yet they would find all kinds of ways to try to divide. One of those greatest divisions that he tackles earlier in this letter to the Ephesians, as well as in some of his other letters, were one of the greatest things in the early church that threatened to divide the young church. And that was the division between the Jewish Christians and those that were Gentile, 
not of a Jewish background. Things, the relationship and divide between those two groups threatened the early existence of the early church. And Paul tackles it. We hear in chapter 4 today, he's saying, why not divide? They will, or why do we divide? They will know us by our unity. And it says he urges us, Paul begs us for unity within the body. Now, if Paul were sitting over where Joe is sitting right now, I might be inclined to tell him, we've had your writings for all of these years, and I'm happy to report we have it all figured out. We do not divide today. No, I heard it behind me. I hope you're listening. That is not the case, is it? We know too well how to divide. From very, within the church, I might add you, from very petty ways to deep cutting ways that go to the very depth of our soul. I mean, look at how we divide. Gators, hurricanes, Seminoles, petty. Eight o'clockers, 10.30, 5.30. We have political, deep political divides. The colors of our skin divide us. And we have several other ways, husbands and wives. Rather than loving each other, sometimes we can choose to wound each other. I know a number of you have probably traveled, been on vacations this summer. We, as we, Ashley and I, just returned about a week into our trip, being together with two young kids, we had to restart. We got to a point where we said, why are we so frustrated with one another? We're on vacation. And we actually find ourselves for a moment dividing more than coming together in unity. Mothers and sons, siblings, fathers and daughters, there are so many ways. And when we enter ourselves and look within ourselves and sometimes maybe we feel the weight of wondering, how could God, we feel so divided and broken How could God love us so much? How could he love me? We know division all too well. But as you've heard, Paul begs the Ephesians and he begs us, know who you are. Know the gospel of Christ. Know his grace for all of us. We hear him say today in the text, he has made captivity captive. Sometimes our dividing lines seem like it is an unwinnable battle as we find ourselves in conflict in division after division. But Paul brings the hope to us today. A few chapters ago, he mentioned that because of Christ and in Christ, through his death, And through his resurrection, we are made one new humanity. All of these natural and cultural dividing lines are obliterated, are destroyed by his cross. Listen to Paul's language. We are one. Hear it. We are one body. We are one spirit. We have one hope, one Lord, one faith. One, one baptism, one God and Father of all. 
Do you hear him urging, really laying the foundation of Christian unity? That if left to our own devices, we will choose naturally most of the time to, to go along these lines of division. But in Christ, we find our power. We find our hope, and through his redeeming love, we find how we walk into unity. We hear him say, over all, above all, through all, and in all, Christ is our source of unity. So we go pressing, pressing on into this hope, and in the moments, not if, but when, you may have walked in here with great division, feeling it, the weight coming on your shoulders. But if you're not there, praise God. And if you are, listen to the words Paul has for you this morning. We are reminded of God's grace that carries us through the times when we find ourselves in conflict in division. This is the source of our humility, God's grace, when we find that it's just not possible to deal with someone or what they have done to us or what we might have done to them. But this is where we find humility with each other. This is where we find our source of gentleness, our source of patience, and our source of peace. This is how Paul urges us to deal with each other out of love. Friends, this is what our broken and divided world needs more and more of. And as we continue this journey into Christ and into spiritual maturity, just like we said with that youth group, dig in. Amen.